Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. Yes, it is. <laughs> if you don't have my name saved in your phone yet, it might say Milton Matsuda. But <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't. It actually doesn't have a name at all. So. Oh, good. Verizon might actually be done changing my name over. It's been like that for a while. Like my cousin and I stay on same family plan, and he's like, "Hey, I get you a new number after we change out our phones." And I go, "Okay, shoots." And then I call all my friends, and they're, "Who's Milton Matsuda?" And I go, "I don't know, but that's my new James Bond nickname." So. That's funny. <laughs> How are you doing? Fantastic, fantastic. Just a long week, lots of interviews. Um, stoked to get started with you. You know, you're my third uh, Kahului candidate. <laughs> yeah, I heard like seven of us pulled papers. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, good for all of you because it shows that Maui's stepping up to the plate. You know, more people see that there's time to to put their hat into the conversation or at least raise awareness on the journey of their yeah. campaign and you know for being someone who looks down the the hill to kahalu like it's good to see progress from up country you know? yeah 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 we need we need a lot more to happen quickly in our county and so mm -hmm. you know i even if um i don't win i think one of the most important things that comes out running is the publicity of getting the issues out there and getting coverage of it. Cause yes. you know, being able to write an article for civil beat, I'm like, that's out there permanently now. Yes. That and has legacy. It value. helps get the, 
get more people aware of what we need to do to like make things better. Righteous. So, yeah. Well, let's dive right into it because we, we've only got so much time in the first round interviews because I'm okay. just trying to give everybody a light sampling of every candidate. And then if you oh, okay. like if you like the time you have today, then I'm definitely going to ask you to come back in a month and we have a little more time and we're going to go more in depth throughout the season. And uh, even if, uh, you know, you don't make them to next round, then like we'd love to have your Mana'o regularly on the show. So oh, awesome. to get things started. Please, yeah. for everybody who, who may not know or may kind of know who you are, sister, let us know who you are, what office you're running for. Okay. Um, I'm Kara Flores. I'm running for the Kahului seat of the Maui County Council. I'm a mom of three. Um, this year, I'm substitute teaching in middle school because there's a major substitute teacher shortage and my kids were in the up in the cafeteria a lot. <laughs> so mm. I just saw there was a need and um, decided that I would go ahead and apply to do that. But I also have been in real estate for 15 years. Um, and I really have a passion for working with first time home buyers. And before that, I was an engineer. I actually got my degree in engineering. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, then let's let's talk a little more about you. So let's let's go into the the those early real estate years and your engineering background and 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 please share share some of the mana'o that's gotten you to this point, and then and then we'll talk about your campaign. Oh, okay. Um, well, so when I got into real estate, I did it kind of. I don't know, the backwards way in. <laughs> I ended up working with a broker who worked only with um, people on HUD. And so I worked with low-income housing type of situations mm -hmm. and really saw how that impacted people's lives to be able to get housing. Um, I was able to buy a house when I was 18. That was way before I got my real estate license. But before that, I was living on my own as a teenager. Um, I got myself through high school living on my own. I went to college and struggled. And once I was able to buy a house, um, which was, you know, back in the 90s, I was able to get a house with just a waitressing job and a very low down payment mm -hmm. and an FHA loan. I was able to then take custody of my younger sister I was able with, you know, secure housing to go to college and get that engineering degree. And so getting stable housing helped the trajectory of my entire life. Yeah, that really I put think. equity in you, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that's why I like working with first-time home buyers because I see that if I can help someone get into a house that's a permanent housing solution, that their whole life can change. And it's it's amazing. It's the best feeling. And so that's why I've been doing it for 15 years. Um, also during the, you know, mortgage downfall, when the whole financial crisis happened, I signed up to work with um, government contracts through the Obama administration program to help keep people in their housing because a lot of people were getting foreclosed on. So I actually help people negotiate and get through all that paperwork to stay in their housing. So uh, I know some people don't have great opinions of realtors I've heard, but 
you know, real estate because I really see the impact of housing on people's everyday life. And I really like to help people. Well, I, I like to hear that because you know what? I, I feel that in this day and age, real estate sit in the same weird category as police officers. You know, how long, yeah. <laughs> how often do you see a good real estate officer and how long, do you, how often do you see a good police officer? So you, you're a, you're a, you're a unicorn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, you know, and that's a big conversation. I want to go back to that, the whole factor of you talking about, you know, you know, being able to get a house in the nineties at, at the age of 18. Cause you know, I started work early as a kid in high school, just at the end of the nineties. And when yeah. I look in perspective and I, I, you know, I like to do a profit and loss report on myself and my life every once in a while. And my, my son started asking questions about like, you know, what are jobs like? And he's like 10 years away from needing one job, but you know, yeah. it's at a point <laughs> where, you know, I, the other day I got to explaining things to him and I was sitting, I was talking with one friend and I was like, you know, Back when I was a PA on set or even just entry level working in the entertainment industry, that kid made more than I do now after inflation. <laughs> and and I don't think a lot of people see that because you know we yeah. have we have two generations that had great equity and wealth even through harsh times of economy because there yep. was enough people looking out for the greater good. And now we've kind of forgotten some of the old ways. And I mean, they weren't even heartily established new ways by the time that they showed up. But now it's almost a fable to be able to talk about a minimum wage job that actually gets you entrance into the economy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really sad that one job is not enough for most people to get by. And I, I get heartbroken a lot of my kids' teachers work multiple jobs after Whoa. school or on the weekend. And I'm like, that's a highly professional job. Yeah, and that, that hurts the kids eventually. We need to have their time off to be able to develop curriculum or mm. relax. I mean, I've been substitute teaching. It's exhausting. Yes. I'm exhausted when I get home. Oh, and yes. So many teachers, like, leave school and drive somewhere else to go start their next job. And that's not a quality of life that someone with a professional degree should have to have. And then of course, people who don't have professional degrees are working three jobs and can't even keep a roof over their head anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, and the price of everything's gone up and yeah, the, the younger generations, you know, are suffering and do not have the same opportunity as older generations. And a lot of those older generations do have a lot of wealth that they've accumulated and maybe don't see the problem as clearly as we do because mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends who are struggling through it right now. Yeah. And I talk to people every day who can't find housing. I'm hanging out with a friend right now who can't find housing. You know, it's just become impossible and um we have to do something about it and so that's that's honestly why i decided to run i prayed about it for about six months and was really on the fence but i thought i have a depth of knowledge on housing that is one thing i can say i feel that i have a pretty good expertise in and i read through the last four housing plans that the county paid to have developed um, for how to fix our housing crisis. Mm -hmm. And there's a plan already. It just needs to be implemented. But I do think, you know, it's going to take more than one council person. It's going to take 
a mayor and a, an entire council who will all get on board with solutions. And it's going to take a lot of work. There's yes. a lot of legislation that has to happen really fast because we are at crisis level and there are thousands of people who do not have secure housing. Mm -hmm. And how do you fix that quickly? You have to do a whole lot of work, you know? And so that's, you know, ultimately I just felt like I can't keep complaining <laughs> and hoping somebody else will do something about it and trying yes. to tell other people, here's how you should solve this. Here's what you should do. You need to do this. You need to do that. I thought, you know, I have a responsibility and maybe do it and make it better, especially mm -hmm. because I have kids. I feel like the trajectory we're on is not sustainable. And in 10 years, my kids face the even worse future than what, you know, people are struggling through right now. And there's no opportunity here for our Keiki who are in middle school, high school right now. Mm -hmm. Um, when they get out of school, the best opportunity is for them to leave and go somewhere else. And that's not how it should be. We need to find a way for our kids to have an opportunity here to have a high quality of life um, that, you know, it doesn't involve working four different jobs in the hospitality industry. Yep. No, and I so, got... Yeah. I got nieces and nephews that are cruising aunties and uncles' couches and working two yeah. sides of the island. They only see their home maybe two, three days a week because they got to go from Lahaina Kihei after one job. They crash on their cousin's couch. And then they go Kahului for one day and clean somebody's cars for maybe $20 that day. Just they can afford gas for go back around the other side and they hollow back again the next day. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's the people who live here deserve better. I think, you know, everybody's kind of tired of feeling like residents get treated like second class citizens. <laughs> um, at least I got really frustrated with it over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so we need to prioritize our residents' quality of life. And I think housing is the number one thing that we could do that would help alleviate some of that. If we had more people who could get quality housing that was permanent that only required them to work one job and they could have a secure place to live. They could have a high quality of life. They could start, you know, that's how people become entrepreneurs and yes. develop new industries. We say we want to diversify our economy. It starts with having a good community where people want to live. And so if our teachers are happy at school and providing awesome quality education because they're only having to work one job, then our school system gets better. Then our community gets better because we have schools where people want to send their kids. And then more people stay and invest in our community and people start those new, you know, career fields. And that's how you get new industry. You, it starts with having a place where people want to live. Yes. And I feel like we're losing that because the grind is getting too hard and um, absolutely too much is being taken from people on a daily basis and they're not getting much in return. Well, they're not getting much in so. return. And now we're facing a society of poor shaming and victim shaming to the point of like, everybody's just so angry about their own life. So they get angry about others who complain. And then they're like, why are you complaining? Bro? I work 10 jobs. And it's like, bro, 
Yeah. If you were really smart about capitalism, you'd work maybe one or no jobs and live off the interest. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. But I think I think I think that's a subject that we could cover a lot the next time you come around. But I don't want to yeah. waste all this time that I've got with you. So, um, outside of these. What is the biggest thing that speaks to you on your campaign for the people of Kahului? Uh, for the people of Kahului, I would say housing. Getting our housing situation fixed is the number one thing that we have. Um, other than that, you know, infrastructure is a big one. I would like to see a lot more high quality infrastructure around like our sewage system and Things are maybe a little more boring, but, you know, better walking access for kids trying to go to school, um, you know, sidewalks and roads, mm -hmm. <laughs> stuff that's That's, that's a big boring, thing on every island. Yeah, I was just talking I think with, yeah. That it all kind of goes together with, you know, I'd like to see our county develop more housing that people could have that would be secure and that would stay affordable in perpetuity and not just like low income housing, but all income housing, because we have middle class people and upper middle class people at this point who can't secure housing. So housing is at a crisis level where I talk to people who are professionals who do work multiple jobs or two adults working at professional jobs who cannot find housing that they can afford and are having to compete with 30 other people. Mm -hmm. Um to, you know, try to find a place. And at this point with the average home pipe price being over a million dollars, that's a $5,000 a month mortgage you're talking about. So that's completely out of range for almost everybody. Oh yeah. Well, especially yeah. since and I so mean the job market need a lot more housing yeah. opportunities for people, for all people of all income levels. Um, you know, mm -hmm. and I think if, if we can, alleviate some of the housing that we'll still have homeless like that's a lot bigger obstacle to tackle but there are people right now who are homeless who do not want to be homeless who do not have addiction issues who do work and work hard and they cannot secure housing and so if we can at least get those people homed into housing who don't have other issues that we also need to deal with and help with, then we have more ability to focus on the people who do have other issues we need to deal with. And then we can tackle how do we help people with addiction? How do we help people with mental illness? But I think right now we have, you know, we have to make housing for the people who want housing, who are working, who are doing everything they're they possibly can and don't have the most basic thing, which is shelter, mm -hmm. um, permanent shelter. So I think that's the, you know, if, if I get elected, that's what I plan to spend 90% of my time on is getting a lot more housing. And because all the other issues we have are also important, but we can't fix our environmental issues if everybody's burned out from working three jobs right like they're not gonna have the capacity to care it's, if we yeah. can get people in a place where they're secure and they're having a high quality of life then people naturally start going hey why are we dumping this stuff 
in the ocean over here. Look at how much our reef is dying. Why aren't we doing more? But if everybody's burned out from just keeping a roof over their head, I think it's hard to deal with all the other issues that we also face. So. Well, then in, in relation to that, I, I have a small question about your point of view on a, on a problem that I, I've kind of seen uh, accumulating over time is uh, we have these these real estate developers that are allotted this deal that like you you make one multimillion dollar home, you got to give up space to make one affordable home. But then they wait and they create this promissory scenario. And so then they go and they crack out all these multi-million dollar homes and they go, Oh yeah, bro. I try soon to make, we'll make one whole neighborhood when we crack up the whole number. But then like 10 years pass by and some of these guys are just still making $5 million homes. And there's this whole cut out of land that says one day, maybe bra affordable homes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why we need enforcement. That's why, that's why we need someone who understands what can and can't be done with housing because, you know, people tell me, hey, why don't realtors just like not sell to people who aren't local? And I'm like, t legally, they can't do that. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> they can't. They can't. I mean, they could try to look out for the community, and but there's so only so much. It would much. have to be from the client's, you know, request yeah. that that would happen. And unfortunately, people are not that altruistic mm -hmm. to yeah. just give up half a million dollars of profit to do the, you know, to make one family have a, you know, opportunity. And so we do need the government to step in and take the situation and say, it's not working like this. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we don't have enough water. We don't have enough land. We don't have enough resources to just keep building and building for speculative investors who don't live here. So yeah. there needs to be a crackdown on you know, I, I don't believe we can build our way out of this problem. And I don't think all construction helps or all residential construction alleviates it because mm -hmm. if they're building a $5 million home, most people can't afford that. So you're not really solving a problem we have. And so I think from the government's perspective, the way they control the free market yeah. is by making it more difficult and costly to do things we want to see less of yeah like development of homes that will probably go to foreign investors with cash or mainland investors with cash mm -hmm. who don't live here and then make it easier and more affordable to get the things we want to see more of and also something that other municipalities because this is a nationwide problem and actually a global problem yes. with the housing crisis but um what some other municipalities have really started to embrace is this idea of um social housing and more government-led housing development so the government says we want we want to have housing for a thousand people who are in you know in this area and so we're going to initiate um, acquiring land specifically for that. We're going to put it into a land trust. We're going to, um, or into like in Hawaii, we do leasehold lands. Mm -hmm. It's similar to that. Right. And, and we're going to make sure that like, you know, there's a shopping area and they kind of initiate, which is different than what we see now in the free market a lot of times. But I think that works because that's permanent 
housing and you can sell it if it's leasehold you can sell it you can own it for 99 years you can pass it down to your kids the lease can be renewed in the future if needed but um that separates out the land value from the home value and that makes everything a lot more affordable because the most expensive thing is the land. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to see the county initiate some housing development specifically for residents only, you know, mm -hmm. to be and not necessarily low income, but all income class. So it would be low all the way to high. I think not having low income housing all be this part like, oh, you live in the projects. I don't like that i i've been doing a lot of research and the places where these have really been successful is when you mix people together mm -hmm. you know you have somebody who's you know the their busing tables and waiting tables in one condo and then maybe next door you have somebody who's you know got a doctorate and they they live in the same community and so i think we can do that and develop housing where a lot more people get help mm. without overdeveloping the whole island. You know, we we do need more housing. I think we need to be very, very picky about who gets to develop it, how it gets developed, and who we give breaks to. Because I don't think anyone who gets government help <laughs> should be, um, if it, whether it's a tax break or offsite infrastructure or anything like that, should be making just, you know, tons of profit off of a development that they're building that isn't serving our main need, which is um, our workforce, you know, the people who are working. If, if the opportunity isn't there for them to get that, then why are we helping make that happen? So, yeah, I don't agree with the whole housing credits thing that they've been doing where, we promise we're going to build something later or we'll, we'll buy housing credits. It's, it hasn't worked. Yeah. So I think we have to like have a, a better approach moving forward. So, well, I dig it. And we, Oh my God, we, we actually like we're, we're nearing the end of our allotted segment time for this first interview, but I want to thank you. This is probably been the most informative on one strict subject that we've been in the interview so far and i'm excited about having you back and talking more about this because i dig your point of view so and i think that the people need to hear it whether or not they want to vote for you even if they're on another island so i'd like to ask you can we have you back on in about a month to check in and see what's going on with oh, your campaign? Yeah. of course Fantastic. i would love to and yeah. before you go, could you tell everybody how to find your campaign, how to support you, and maybe the next time that you're going to be out in public engaging with everybody in Kahului? Awesome. Yeah. So um, my campaign website is caraflores.com. It's C-A-R-A-F-L-O-R-E-S. And I'm actually having a fundraiser. I'm just starting to advertise it today because I finally got all the permits and everything approved at the Kahului Community Center May 20th from 4.30 to 7.30. So if people want to go on my website, they can actually register there. Um, they can also sign up to volunteer for the campaign or if they want to help donate, I'm 100% grassroots funded. It's all individuals funding me. No corporations or businesses have funded me. I don't expect any will. Um, and if anyone, you know, questionable does send me money, I'm going to send it back. <laughs> so, I don't want anybody to have the impression that 
it's anything but by the people and for the people. So if, you know, if anybody wants to chip in, I really appreciate it. I love volunteers and we'll be having more fundraisers. They'll also be on my website and I'm also on Facebook. So Cara Flores. Right. Well, mahalo again for joining us today and sharing everything that's atop of your mind. And I know I can get lots more out of you next time. So <laughs> mahalo Kara for coming right. on today. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. Rabbit Holes is a Manavacal production. This episode was produced by Kitika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.